Welcome to the very first episode of what we're calling Riverside Church of Christ Live Different Podcast. Uh, My name is Jason Graves, and I'm the Spiritual Formation Minister at Riverside. And this podcast is something that we're trying, something new that we want to kind of give a shot during this uh, these summer months to help our folks stay connected and kind of be here even when you're not here. We also hope that this is a time uh, that we can offer wisdom and practices to help you live different in a world that desperately needs to know Jesus Christ. Uh, So this summer, we're in a sermon series that we're calling Spirituality, the Reality of the Spirit in You, as we seek to become a a spirit-filled people and a spirit-led church. And we want these podcast episodes to kind of continue the conversation that those sermons start, uh, give you some resources during the week to reflect on, to pray about, and uh, maybe some practices to try. So to kick this off, I've asked our preaching minister, uh, Corey Trevathan, uh, to be on this first episode with us to talk a little bit about that sermon series and why we're focusing on the Holy Spirit and to talk about a specific practice that can help us as we seek to open our lives to the Holy Spirit. Corey, thank you for being with us uh, for this very first episode. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Um, you know, I'm really excited about uh, this series. I'm uh, really excited about the response so far from from our church. Uh, so many people have come up to me the last couple of weeks and just been so encouraged and so encouraging. And so I'm excited about uh, this series about us as a church, getting to know the Holy Spirit better, and uh, also getting to know some of the ways we can experience uh, just the Holy Spirit in our lives. What's the What's the reason behind choosing the Holy Spirit as kind of your sermon topic for the summer? Yeah, I mean, here's where I'm coming from. I think that many of us, I know this is true for me and for a lot of us, we grew up in churches that didn't talk much about the Holy Spirit. Um, or maybe, uh, I know for a lot of our people, uh, they were raised outside the church, so they don't even know who the Holy Spirit is or what the Holy Spirit is. Uh, some of us, we've heard stories from Scripture or from other people where it seemed like the Holy Spirit uh, did some things that were amazing or miraculous or unexplainable or powerful. But, you know, for many of us, uh, we've never seen anything like that in our own personal lives or in our experience with the church. So I think what's happened is that for a lot of us, practically speaking, uh, we're living our spiritual lives apart from the Holy Spirit. So uh, this summer, what what I wanted us to do was just just to take a long look at the Holy Spirit, uh, take a long walk with the Holy Spirit. Uh, I want us to be praying that we would be open to getting to know the person who is the Holy Spirit. We've said this from the very first week, and we'll keep saying it, that the Holy Spirit is not a power to use, but a person to know and, and what I want personally, what I want for us is is just to come to know the person who is the Holy Spirit. And the good news is I believe we can. I believe we can know the Holy Spirit. And not only can we know him, but I think we can experience his activity, his ministry, his working in our lives. And so the question is then, how, how do we come to know the person who is the Holy Spirit? How do we practice the spiritual life? How do we invite the Spirit of God into our lives uh, to do really what only the Spirit of God can do? Um, and one way to do that is to practice the spiritual discipline. So, uh, you know, I'm excited about this podcast, about the summer, because through this, what we want to do is offer some practical ways we can position ourselves to experience the ministry of the Holy Spirit uh, in our lives. Yeah, I'm excited about that, too. I think 
when we talk about spiritual practices that open us to the spirit, that is, it's kind of one of those topics that people don't know what to do with. Right. You, you start yeah. thinking of, of, of stuff maybe you've seen on TV mm-hmm. or, or other stuff that you've experienced that those might be the practices we're talking about. But just to, just to clarify that from the beginning, I think the kind of practices that we're talking about to open ourselves up to the spirit are, uh, are, are pretty standard spiritual practices, That's things right. that a lot of our folks do. Um, I know one that you have a lot of, uh, of experience with is, is a spiritual discipline called breath prayer. Mm-hmm. I know you've talked about that with our congregation before, uh, but for those uh, of our, our listeners that might not know what breath prayer is. Well, give us just a kind of a quick definition of, of that practice. Yeah. So a breath prayer is just a simple one sentence prayer that you can say in one breath. Uh, you know, typically it's a prayer that you would repeat over and over again, or, you know, sometimes you might uh, do this in one sitting as a way to pray as you center your mind on Christ and, and just try to be, to dwell in his presence. Uh, sometimes it's a prayer you might say throughout the day at different points in the day. Uh, but generally speaking, it's, it's just a very concise, short prayer that you can say. Uh, you know, one example, maybe one of the most often used breath prayers is called the Jesus prayer. And, and that prayer is simply, you know, Lord Jesus Christ, son of the most high God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Uh, that's a prayer that's been used by, you know, disciples of Jesus for, you know, uh, hundreds of years. It's short. It acknowledges who God is, who we are and what our need is. That's just one example uh, of what a breath prayer is. But it's a simple one sentence prayer that you can say uh, typically in one breath. I was thinking about that earlier. Uh, a lot of times when I think about like really short prayers that you say in one breath, it's typically stuff where uh, something's going wrong. And yeah. You're about to get in a wreck or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more like a, like a hyperventilation prayer that it is a breath prayer. Uh-huh. Where you say, uh-huh. you know, God save me, God help me, whatever it is. Um, I love this cause it's, it's, it's much more intentional. Uh, but it's something that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of opened up to the rest of our life. We, we have to breathe, right? Yeah. Breathing is, is basic to who we are. Uh, and the breath that we breathe is a gift from God. Uh, every breath that we have is a, is a blessing from him. And so it reminds us of that as we continue to, to do a practice like this. Um, but we're talking specifically about how these open us up to the spirit. So how do you see breath prayers and that practice opening, opening our lives and our hearts up to the spirit? Yeah, I think what a breath prayer does is it's just a really simple practice that puts our hearts and our lives in position for for God to do what only God can do in our lives. And, you know, I think so often what happens is we want to fix things ourselves. So what we do is we, you know, we pray about something and then we go and we take care of it on our own. You know, we even say things like, I know I've heard this before, you know, pray like it's all up to God and then work like it's all up to you. Um, I don't know where that came from. I don't think it was the Bible. <laughs> what I like about the breath prayer is that uh, it's a way that we can pray and then we leave it all up to God. And it's, you know, it's practicing that principle of, you know, be still and know that I am God. It's, it's kind of like this. I think about it in these terms, you know, we can't, we can't make a plant grow, but we can put it in a position to grow. We can put it in sunlight. We can give it water. We can give it nutrients, but we can't make it grow in, in the same way. We can't make ourselves grow spiritually, but we can put ourselves in a position to grow spiritually. And I believe that happens when we put ourselves in a position to be open to the Holy Spirit. And a breath prayer is is a practice that identifies who God is, who we are, and what we need. And by entering His presence uh, in this simple way, you know, we put ourselves in position to experience the Spirit of God in ways that honestly we might not otherwise ever experience. What's your kind of history with this? What have you? How were you introduced to, to breath prayers, and and how have you used that in your own your own life? 
Yeah, I was first introduced to Breath Prayers uh, really several years ago, and, and I've shared this story with their church before. Uh, one summer, uh, I was uh, really first introduced uh, to this concept and this practice. And for me, it was a really a revolutionary uh, practice for me and something that's, that's blessed my life uh, ever since. Um, the way I learned it uh, was really uh, through a story in Mark 10, and it's the same, the same way that I share it with others. Uh, you know, in Mark 10, Jesus, uh, he's outside of Jericho. Uh, there's a story where he's approached by a blind man named Bartimaeus who's crying out, you know, Jesus, son of God, son of David, I'm sorry, have uh, have mercy on me. Uh, Jesus hears Bartimaeus and um, he has the blind man brought over to him. Then Jesus asked him this question, you know, what do you want me to do for you? And the answer to that question may have been obvious, but Jesus wanted Bartimaeus to say it out loud, to put words around his need and around what he wanted Jesus, Jesus to do for him. And so the story continues. Bartimaeus says, you know, I want to see. And of course, Jesus heals his blindness. So typically when I share this practice um, with others, I, I use that story as a framework. And, and I would say, uh, you know, start by getting in a quiet place. You turn off all your devices, uh, just sit quietly for five minutes and try to clear your mind. And I'll go ahead and tell you, this may be the hardest part of the entire deal. It's really hard to sit quietly and it's really hard to, to not think. Uh, you don't realize how hard that is until you try to sit still and just not think about anything, how many thoughts are flying through your mind. But to try to quiet your mind and still your mind, still your heart. And then you add to that so many times, then you start thinking about your own breathing. Yeah. Right? And we're not used to that because we don't think about no. our, our breathing. So that makes it the first few times you try this kind of a, a an extra yeah. interesting experience, I think. You realize just how easily distracted we are by, by so many things, uh, for sure. But to be able to quiet yourself and uh, clear your mind. And then once you do that, if you can get to that point, um, just imagine Jesus, you know, sitting directly across from you. Um, imagine him calling you by name. And then, and then I like to suggest that we, we imagine Jesus asking uh, you this question, what do you want me to do for you? And I think that can be a really powerful moment uh, for people. It's been a powerful moment for me to, to get into a quiet space, a quiet place, uh, to, to still my heart, to still my mind, to imagine Jesus sitting right across from me. And then imagine him asking me this question, what do you want me to do for you? And then to try to think, what is the answer to that question? You know, here's Jesus, the Son of God, sitting across from you, asking you this question. He can do anything in the world. What do you want him to do for you in this moment? And sometimes, interestingly enough, I think it's really difficult to know how to answer that question. Um, sometimes that answer comes quickly. Uh, but whatever the answer to that question is for you, to let that become your breath prayer. And what I suggest is just use a name for God that's meaningful for you and then pair it up with that request and let that become your breath prayer. So, you know, just some examples, you know, it might be, you know, Lord Jesus, set me free from fear or Holy Father, uh, calm my anxiety or Holy Spirit, open my life up to your presence. Um, I've shared this here at Riverside, but, you know, for a long time, my breath prayer was, Lord Jesus, I want to see you. And it's amazing what happened praying that prayer over weeks and weeks and months and months and even over years, how God has answered that prayer for me on different occasions. Um, I would just say that whatever your breath prayer starts as, just as a, as a, as a tip, that's probably not what it's going to end up being. At least in my experience, typically, at least, um, you 
you know, you'll start praying one prayer and then you realize, and I think this is by the prompting of the spirit that what, what you're really asking for is a layer below your original request. It, it goes deeper. And so sometimes you'll see that prayer, that request go to a, a deeper level and a deeper level until finally you figure out what it is you really want Jesus to do for you. And, you know, when you get there, you'll know it, it, it you, you'll understand. But the idea is to keep praying that prayer over and over and allow the spirit of God to do what only he can do in your heart and in your life. Yeah, I think for a lot of us, trying something like this may be one of the first times that we're ever actually really honest about what our desires are, yeah. what we want Jesus to do for us. Because um, a lot of times, you know, depending on what you do for a job or what your role is in your family or what your personality is, we tend to kind of press down our, our real desires. We, that's not the things we really talk about, but if we start being honest about those in the presence of God uh, through something like a, a breath prayer, I think you're right. I think it starts to change and mm-hmm. we, we, we start getting deeper and deeper into what that, that actually is. Um, I, I know I've, I've had uh, a lot of incredible experiences with, with praying breath prayers like this. Another thing that I know we've, we've talked about before is taking pieces of scripture, just taking short, you know, right. small verses and turning mm-hmm. those into to breath prayers as well. Um, anything else that you would add on the kind of how to, how to make this your own and how to, how to use these in your life? Uh, yeah, my advice is is just to, to start with that story, start with that practice, and 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 don't worry about getting it right or wrong. Just 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 start somewhere, and then take time to, to actually pray this prayer. You know, I'll use a breath prayer when I'm running in the mornings, and I'll just say it over and over and over again. Some people like to do it uh, throughout the day, and so they'll pray the hours. Every hour, they'll set an alarm on their on their phone or whatever. It'll ding, and it'll remind them to pray the prayer. Uh, you can do that however you want to. But I can tell you it is an incredibly rewarding experience and it positions you to experience the spirit and the presence of God in your life in a new way. Uh, and, and, and it's a it's a it's a practice. So when you do this, it gives you an opportunity to experience the power and the presence of God in your life uh, in a way that you might not otherwise experience. Well, thanks, Corey, for sharing those with us. We will put those suggestions about how to to do your own breath prayer in the description for this podcast episode. And hopefully that's something that will will bless you that you can use in your life. We want to do uh, one of these podcast episodes per month during these these summer months. So we invite you to keep checking back uh, in July and we'll try to do another one of these with another practice, something really practical that you can be doing in your life. Uh, We hope to see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye.